What's up, everybody? Welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. My name is Ken. I'm your host today. Pastor Andy is out. He's on vacation still. He's living it up. He's hanging out with Santa, getting ready for all things Christmas. And uh, wherever you're listening to us, thank you for listening. Thank you for being uh, just giving us an opportunity to be a part of your day, whether you're working out, whether you're at work, whether you are on your way in somewhere, driving somewhere. You may be listening to this post-Christmas, and it, you know what? You, you still get a, a holiday cheer, a holiday greeting. So whenever you listen to us, thank you for being a part of the One Big Thought Podcast. Thank you for subscribing, liking, commenting. Thank you for encouraging others by sharing this podcast with other ministry leaders, other pastors, other Folks that uh, that need some encouragement, that need one big thought, something practical, something that they can take away and uh, and apply to their ministry, can then can encourage other people with it as well. So uh, today I am joined by some incredible ladies. I've got our connections directors at both of our Wake Forest and Millbrook campuses. So Roberta O'Connor's our Millbrook campus director and connections director. All things volunteers, all things baptisms all things next steps, all things starting point, all things, all things. So <laughs> thanks for being a part. Thanks for joining us. Roberta, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Just don't forget all things cookies and cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the most important things. I know, right? Food. And cocoa, right? And right. cocoa right now. Season oh, of cocoa. that's yeah. awesome. So what is something fun? What is something that you are enjoying right now as part of the Christmas season? Oh, yeah. So I enjoy decorating and um, just transforming the house. I'm still working on it, but um, I love greenery and trees and sparkle. And so, you know, I just love walking through and seeing it all. That's cool. How long do you leave it up? Are you like a a December 31st person or are you like a... No, no, okay. no. I would go to Valentine's Day, but my husband is like January second. Okay, know. all yeah. right. Take this stuff down, refresh the house. So, but where do okay. you do you meet somewhere in the middle? Is it like January fifteenth or no? Uh, no, it's no. January second. January second, <laughs> yeah. But that's okay because I also like you know just sort of cleaning everything up and wiping up the pine needles and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's so great. That's okay. That's yeah. awesome. I've adjusted. But, yes. I just- <laughs> And I've got Megan Barna with us as well, our Wake Forest Campus Connections Director. And uh, so something something fun in your life. What What is this Christmas season bringing for you? I have a lot of fun things happening right now, Ken. Hi, guys. Good to be here. <laughs> I have a three-year-old and one-year-old. So, Ken, you know yes. that life right now. Uh-huh. Um, my three-year-old asks me every morning if it's Christmas Yeah, for the past... 17 days um (laughs) so yes uh that is a fun thing every morning to be like not yet not yet but yeah it is prime joy in our house right now with being excited about christmas and presents and they're in preschool learning about jesus and it's just it's awesome time right now i'm loving it and are you a december 31st or a february 14th take the christmas down (laughs) so my christmas decorations have been up since thanksgiving okay um there so you go. there is a compromise with my husband as well they are they so are it goes down. up earlier yes okay, and then they are you. down the day after christmas okay. yes okay. <laughs> oh, wow. that right. is our compromise i get it a whole month earlier basically nice yeah. yeah yeah we are in all things christmas uh the kids actually had a pajama day today at preschool awesome. Love it. Yeah. so they're wearing their isaac is wearing a shark santa pajamas because you know Shark Santa, right? I mean, Shark Santa, <laughs> and then, um, and then Madeline is wearing uh, uh, 
Santa reindeer kind of combo deal. Mm-hmm. And it says fa la 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 la. Yeah. You know, nice. so awesome. very classic, very cool. Uh, but thanks for, thanks again, everybody, for joining us, for listening. We're going to hit you with one big thought today. We're not going to take up too much of your time. As always, we try to keep this to 20 minutes or less. Uh, just make it practical and easy and applicable to all things ministry. Today, we're going to talk about truly connecting with people. So I got two connections directors here at two campuses. I mean, y'all y'all have been doing this for a while too, right? Mm-hmm. So Roberta, how, how many years have you been on staff now at Crossroads? I've been on staff 10 years. 10 years, 10 Megan. Years. Four. Four. Yeah, Megan, so, happy anniversary, I know, I just hit four way. years. All just right. Just hit four years. Congratulations. Victory. Thank you. Thanks for Victory. sticking with us. You yes, made it. I love it. You, you are continuing on. So we've got 14 years of connections experience mm-hmm. here to combined, right? So we've got some insights, some fun things. We're actually, instead of, um, instead of just sharing and talking through one big thought we're going to ask some questions around how we truly are connecting with people so uh anybody jump in at any time and 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 i'll kind of fill in some blanks as well um but what do you feel is the most effective way to connect with people megan why don't you kick us off what's it what do you feel that is the most effective way to connect with people so I'm obviously part of the connections at Wake Forest. Um, So I'm always in the Welcome Center on Sunday mornings. And I think that is my prime spot to connect with people face to face, Mm -hmm. right in the thick of it on a Sunday morning. um, That is my best connection time, my best opportunities to stop and say, hey, what's your story? Like, how did you get here? Yeah. Like, how's your family if I'm following up with somebody I know I've been praying for? So Sunday mornings for me are the best connection times with that face-to-face Yeah. with people. And, and I love that, that you're asking people how they are, how can I pray for you, how can I follow up with you? Because I, I think sometimes we get into, uh, and I don't know you know, if you if, if people that are listening, you may not have a Moe's near you, but there's a there's a, a burrito place in Raleigh. <laughs> and in, in some parts of the country, it's called Moe's. And when you walk in the door, every time somebody from behind the counter will just say, welcome to Moe's. Without even looking up. Without looking up, without really <laughs> yeah, acknowledging yeah, you, without yeah. knowing you in any way. And I think sometimes we get into that at church. Yeah. where we'll greet people, but we don't actually connect with people. So I love that you lead that way where you're like, okay, how are you? What's your name? How can I connect with you? How can I pray with you? How can I you know, take really, truly get steps to get to know you? Mm-hmm. So I love that. What, what, what about you, Roberta? What do you feel is, is the most effective way to connect with people when you're connecting well, with I them? Well, I want to just piggyback on what Megan said and add two things. One is... What I've noticed is that people really need to talk right now. People Mm -hmm. have been isolated. People have been going through a lot of heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I need to be prepared to listen. Yes. I feel like I am doing a ton more listening. And um, at first it was a little bit frustrating because you sort of have this idea in your head of how long you're going to actually talk and (laughs) greet and catch up and then move on to the next person. It's not working right now. Yeah. Right now is gauge what that person needs and stand there Mm -hmm. and listen and Mm -hmm. give them the time. And that is super connection and then follow up later. Yeah. And the other thing is I have been more often instead of, finishing and completing a connection point like getting someone volunteering or hooking them up with um, another ministry um, via email and phone calls Hmm. redirecting them to come and meet me at the desk yes oh that's great and saying you know 
um, why don't you stop by on Sunday? I'm at the Millbrook desk yeah. all Sunday morning. Come and talk to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I write down a list of names of people I'm expecting might be there. Uh-huh. And sometimes they show up. Sometimes it takes them three weeks to get there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They still they have the invitation. And they have the invitation. And talking to them one-on-one makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, I love that listening aspect of it, too. And, and and think about your volunteers. Think about your staff. We're, we're very intentional. I think everybody's trying to figure out volunteerism right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Different people Big are coming time. back or not coming back or trying to recruit new people and all that. But be very intentional with your staff when you're out there because our staff is very intentional about also being present, listening, connecting, Mm -hmm. doing all those things in the hallway. And we talked about that on a previous podcast as well. But in order to truly listen to people, you have to have enough people to listen. Yes. So if if Roberta and Megan and myself, we all get locked into a five to eight to 10 minute conversation with somebody, then now you're missing out on all the other people that are passing you by. So if you have two or three or five other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing, now you can catch more people and there'll be kind of a rotation aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, again, the connection piece is so much more the relational piece. Absolutely. It is not just, all right, well, let me connect you to this small group leader or let me, it almost feels like a pass off, right? Mm -hmm. Let me pass you off to this other person. Let me do that. What I love about our connections team and what both of you ladies do so well is that true like follow through, Mm -hmm. not just follow up or not just connect. It's like, let me know who you really are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I can know what ministry would fit you mm-hmm. and your needs. Like right. if I don't know who you are, passing you off to a small group pastor, and maybe you're not ready for that in your life right now, like that doesn't help you or help that pastor for that follow-up either. Like truly finding out where you are in life and then you build that connection p- piece, mm-hmm. that relationship piece, mm-hmm. and then you can know what they need. Yeah. yeah. And oftentimes I feel like you guys, uh, I'm walking into your offices every now and again and and I'll hear you on the phone with somebody and you you connected them months ago, years ago, but their initial connection to our church mm-hmm. was your either you or your team. Right. And so now they're always going to come, I don't know, this small group didn't fit for me, or this, small, this Sunday school class didn't work out, or what, and they're calling you back. Even even before the small groups or the Sunday school pastor yeah, or whatever, right. they're like they're calling the connections team because you've actually made that true connection. It's yeah. that trust too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So when we do talk about follow up and follow through, I think there's something that uh, all ministries kind of face when <laughs> when uh, when we ask people. I'm just going to get again. We get real practical here on the podcast. Okay? <laughs> real so, honest. Real honest. Real practical. Naked truth. You know, we go all right. Let's not, let's have baptisms. Let's have mm. people sign up for baptisms. And sure enough, people we get like this influx of people that are like, all right, whether it's youth, whether it's kids, whether it's parents, adults, anywhere in between, we'll get this influx of, yes, I want to get baptized. Sign me up for baptism. I want to take the next step in my faith. And it, it's truly, it's a special time for our church, as I'm sure it is for, for those of you that are listening as well. But Let's talk some practical things there. What does follow up and follow through look like for baptism specifically? So, Roberta, why don't you kick this one off? Yeah. So, you know, initially it's a gathering of information. 
Mm-hmm. It's just figuring out where they are in their walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, are they just at the beginning? Are they seasoned but just never got baptized? What is the deal? And then I, this is a place where I think it is really okay to involve the next ministry, not as a pass off, but as an addition to, mm. because it's a connection point. Mm-hmm. So if I've got a woman who wants to be baptized, but she is not involved in women's ministry, doesn't even know who the women's minister is, and um, isn't aware of how much she needs that. you know. <laughs> so having sure. the women's minister contact her and say, oh, I see you want to be baptized, just wanted to chat with you about it, so excited for you, you know, there's the beginning of of another level of connection. Yeah. And so by the time they actually do get dunked, you know, their <laughs> next step, you're already prepped for it. You've already greased the wheels and yeah. made an introduction. That's so great. we do that across the board with all the ministries, depending on where it's best um, to reach out. So man yes. to men's ministry, kids, our kids pastor does such an awesome job mm-hmm. with baptism and getting kids connected. Yeah. And, and just as a side note for that, like our, our kids ministry, they recently started this really cool thing where they they do a parent, like, um, uh, uh, like a three-week course for parents to understand baptism and how to have that conversation with their kids around baptism. So yes. kids don't just like, I want to get wet. Like, yeah. no. Like, like, do you fun. truly understand yeah. salvation? Right. Do you understand what this next step mm, is amazing. for you? Yeah. So I love that our kids ministry does that. And uh, we don't, we're not just, you know, and not just out here baptizing people to baptize them, right. but we we say, do you even understand what your what that what the next step is? Absolutely. Have you been baptized before? Mm-hmm. Right? right. There's no need to get baptized right. again. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, we we have those conversations. We find out testimonies. Right. We find out their their life first, their scripture that that encourages them mm-hmm. in in difficult times, and so. That's really great. Megan, what what are you, what are some things that stand out to you when you think about follow up and follow through? I was going to say some of my favorite things about baptism follow up is reading people's testimonies. Oh yeah. Like seeing a little snapshot of their story and yeah. sometimes it's not good. Um sometimes <laughs> it gets a little confusing yeah. of did mom and dad write this for you? Like if sure. I'm being honest, like do you even know who Jesus is? Um mm-hmm. but that's a great opportunity for us then to talk to the kids pastor and be like hey we're not sure where they are in their walk this is a great opportunity for you to find out mm-hmm. talk to them about it and mm-hmm. that baptism class that we're doing now for the three weeks is amazing to get them all on the same page to really know who jesus is and why they're doing it so they yeah. don't look back later and go i got baptized as a kid but i have no idea what that meant right <laughs> right so we right. want to make sure we're doing our due diligence with that but i love reading the testimonies and just yeah. seeing the stories of people but there is a struggle of follow-up of, sure. do you really want to do this? This is a huge step of faith. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get people to want to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speak into that just a little bit, right? So now we've got adults that have said that they want to get baptized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, sometimes you get 10 or 15 people that sign up to be baptized. And then it seems like three of them actually right. go, go all the way. That's probably and, about right odds, you know, right, Roberta? So, <laughs> yeah. so, so I want to speak is it? to yeah. that for yeah. a sec, because I used to be um, in the frame of mind that, you know, they want to be baptized. I, I got to follow up. I got to make 10,000 right. phone calls and emails, and I really got to work this. And what I found out over the course of time is if they have a conflict in their heart, mm-hmm. um, we may get to talk to them about that. They might not, we might not be able to hear mm-hmm. it, but... It has to be their choice. Mm-hmm. If you if you push and you 
you think you're doing follow-up, but it's not really Holy Spirit guided follow-up. Mm. Yes. Yeah, you're great. gonna end up with people not showing up because mm-hmm. they really weren't ready. Yes. Yeah. And so Or now, forcing them into something that they didn't really want to do. Yeah, that they just they know they wanna do it, but mm-hmm. the timing is not there. Yeah, it's true. not there yet. So I now have I really pray for the people, mm. you know, when the applications come in and really trust that the Holy Spirit is guiding the process mm-hmm. and just sort of relax a little. And yes. watch great. what's happening and say, you know, they're not responding. They're probably not ready. Mm-hmm. Great so, advice. That's awesome. You know, yeah. And the people that need to be baptized are ready to be baptized. Jesus has ordained that they're going to be baptized. Yeah. They will show up. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it works out. So that's so, that's so awesome. I, you know, I love, I think sometimes we also do, we think through the follow up, we think through the phone calls, we think through the emails. But, you know, just that that's super encouraging to be reminded of pray for these people. Mm-hmm. They are experiencing even a, a spiritual um, battle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The enemy yeah. does not want them the to take that next step. You know, so, so, um, true. so how do we come alongside and support them without them even knowing it? Yeah. And helping them take that next step. So that that's really great. And then um, I guess kind of last thing on this before we move on to our last little question here is, um, Megan, what what about like afterwards, right? This is a celebratory time. This is something we capture. Yeah. H- how do we kind of follow up with people and then say, look, it did happen in that moment, but this is how it kind of lives on. So we've started doing this awesome thing, which I love that we do. We get a picture made up for them that we send a little bit after sometimes a little bit too far after but that's okay we're human beings it's still, it, happens. Uh, it happens it and happens and then they get surprised like two weeks later or three weeks later it's totally fine but um just having that snapshot picture for them to look back on of mm. that moment i think is just an awesome keepsake for them and for their families um just one extra step and then following up with them and being like hey how are you like yeah are you how are you feeling about this decision? Um, where would you like to get connected? Cause that's what it comes back to. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. have you been reached out to by the men's pastor or the women's pastor or like who, who do you need to be in contact with? Or do you just need us like Roberta and myself? Like sometimes we don't need to pass them off to anybody. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, they need to get connected to us Yeah, or you can. Um, so yeah. I think that's awesome to just follow up with them. And just ask the real questions of how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. You know, we, we do send that. We send them the the photo and the date and the time the the date that they got baptized, which is very cool. We also send up a follow up email mm-hmm. with a digital mm-hmm. photo and and a, a, and a link, yes. a link to the recording. So now the beauty of online online services now is like mm-hmm. you've got that all. So we send them the link with the actual timestamp. Yes. of their baptism. So it, it's really good, again, to s- continue to celebrate, to allow them to celebrate with their family, with their friends and social media and all those things, the decision that they made with Christ. And then, of course, that connection follow-up, as you mentioned, you know, whether it's within the, the, the individual ministries or um, just with us or, or however we can continue to support them in that. So real quickly before we wrap up here, is there anything that you would like to encourage other Connections pastors, Connections directors leaders in ministry you know there's some dark times and connections mm. as well so um <laughs> yes. what kind of gets you through it what encourages you uh maybe a couple of words that just would encourage somebody listening i i think roberta hit it on the head earlier kind of like just stopping and praying for people mm-hmm. with people for people um over the past two years of covid <laughs> yeah like that's really been an opportunity that the lord has been putting on my heart and 
for me to tell my volunteers as well is this is a time to stop mm-hmm. and pray for people and be silent and listen for the Lord. And sometimes that's hard when we're in busy go, go, go mode, whether it's Christmas or Easter or yeah. whatever time of the year it is. Um, but just being able to encourage my volunteers um, and even myself to just stop and pray and be present for people's stories and be present yeah, um, has just been a huge reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Andy encouraged us as staff recently to Get our stuff done. Mm. Get your stuff done early so that you have time. Yeah. You know, and I I operate that way. Like, if I'm having a party at the house, I want everything (laughs) done so I'm ready for people when people walk through the door. I don't like to be doing while there's people. Same thing at church is get your stuff done Mm -hmm. so that you now have time to walk slowly through the hall to look at people, to Mm. stop, and you don't have somewhere you're trying to zip off to to get the last thing done. Yeah. Yeah. um, so that you have the time. That's very to cool. Stop and, and, and I love the, the 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 connection that we all have. The three of us have within yeah. our connections team. You guys meet individually. We meet together as well mm-hmm. to be able to say, "How are you doing?" Yeah. We mm-hmm. take all the things that basically we apply on Sunday morning and apply them to our leadership team. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. so and, healthy. And I think that that is something that I would encourage you as pastors and leaders and and and, and different people in ministry. If you're not meeting with your team, if you're mm-hmm. not encouraging, what you do behind the scenes is what will happen Correct. on the scene. Yeah. Yep. And if you're works. not caring for your staff, if you're not caring for your people, then it's just not going to happen. So, well, that is it. That wraps us up for all things One Big Thought. And thank you guys so much for sharing a little bit about truly connecting with people. I know you blessed a lot of ministers and pastors and just people that are listening to podcasts in different walks of life. So thanks again for joining us on this podcast. And uh, as we share one big thought, we'll be back again with you soon.